Hi, and welcome to another Inspire Coffee Conversation. I am super excited about our guest today. Uh, she is a 2020 Day of the Girl nominee. She is a member of the Peterborough Youth Empowerment and one of the organizers of the Mock COP or COP26. Uh, she is a climate activist. Please welcome Malika Colette. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. How did you get drawn into climate change and the environmental and, and the world things kind of on the world stage that you've done? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I've always I've always spent time outside. I've grown up connecting with nature. Um, my parents have had different environmental um, careers in the past. So that's kind of always been rooted in who I am. And I've known I've known about these issues. Um, but it wasn't until more recently when there became more headlines about the issue and how much more frequent and intense it was becoming around the world, um, along with at the same time, the growth in the youth movement and the headlines of Greta striking and then people all around the world as it spread across um, all, the, all the continents. So that really just inspired me and I knew that I wanted to do more and get more involved. Um, so I joined the Youth Leadership in Sustainability Program or YLS, which is a one semester program for high school students based out of Trent. And that's really what accelerated my activism by providing me with the tools and the knowledge to really go out there and take more action. So I do credit a lot of my activism from that program and giving me, giving me those skill sets to be able to go out and do what I'm able to do now. One of your big things this year was you are one of the organizers of the mock COP26. Can you like, what is that? And why, why is it a mock and um, kind of what happened there? Yeah, of course. So COP, um, is the annual conference on climate change that the United Nations hosts. Right, and yeah. so it's a big, big conference, happens in different cities each year, and it's where world leaders come together to negotiate agreements and deals and kind of raise their ambition. So it's a really big conference and it's a big deal. But of course, this past year, it was postponed oh. or technically canceled because of COVID. So instead of taking place in Glasgow, in November 2020, it did not happen. So what we as youth decided to do was hold our own and call it Mock COP26, where we held an online, entirely virtual two-week conference, um, filling the void for COP26 and showing what we would do if we were the leaders and the kinds of conversations and the kinds of agreements that we'd wanna see. So we brought in young people, They're, the delegates were all under 30, and we really brought forward the voices of those on the front lines of climate change to make sure that their stories were being heard. And then the event actually culminated in a treaty that has 18 policies that the delegates created. Um, and this is the treaty that we are now working to get implemented by world leaders. So it's the 18 kind of asks and what we wanna see governments do. So. Yes, I was an organizer as student staff for the event, and I am still helping to kind of organize the campaign that we're now working on in the lead up to the actual COP26, which is set to take place this November in Glasgow, hoping it can take place as planned this year. So what were some of your policies? You have 18 asks. What, what are your top three, four 
asks that are out there? Um, yeah, so they were they were um, aligned with six different themes that we had for the conference, right? Um, including climate education and climate justice. Um, we had health and well-being, the NDCs, which are the contributions governments need to like the co contributions they need to make each year, um, biodiversity, and climate resilient livelihoods. I think that. So all of them. I might be missing one, but those are our <laughs> themes. Those um, are big. <laughs> so the ones that stick out to me are climate education, mm -hmm. although all of them are definitely important, um, just because of the impact that climate education has had on my life through the YLS program here in Peterborough, right. that I understand how important it is that young people all around the world need to be educated on this issue and learning about what's happening but also what they can do and what the solutions are and how they can get involved so the two um, policies on climate education are certainly ones that stick out to me as just having that real connection to those so do you find that climate like the big org the organized organizations and i'm using that term loosely um are receptive to having youth voices because in essence if you're a 60 year old person, your vision may be slightly different than yours because you still have maybe 80 years, whereas the 60 year old person might not have that life expectancy as of yet. Um, so are these organizations and committees and worlds things open to hearing youth voices? Because to me, that seems very important. It's certainly very important. Yeah. And that's something we're always working towards to get more, more youth voices at these tables where the decisions are being held. So I think it varies a lot. So if we're talking about climate organizations, then they're certainly more respect, um, receptive and they want to have the youth in their organizations and working with them for the most part. Um, but when we're talking about governments and even events like COP, there's not the representation of youth that we need to see and we are still often undermined by governments and politicians. Um, and we all know that they take the adults more seriously, which is disappointing. And we hope, we hope that that changes soon because we know that that's not how it needs to be, that we should all be taken seriously. So right. yeah, this is included in COP. Um, it's not easy and it's not super accessible for young people to get there and to get their voices heard. Um, so there's definitely a lot of work to do still to get young people's voices at the same tables as those older than them. Here in Canada, they have a they have a youth council set up where they hear from youth on various issues. Um, so they're definitely striving to improve on it. But I know that there's always so much more that can be done um, because that's only a small selection of the youth in Canada. And there's so many more that are climate activists and organizing and being affected by it especially Indigenous people in Canada. So I think there's there's definitely a lot of work to do in Canada still to fully hear all of the youth voices and hear the concerns that we have. Um, but I do believe that on the outside of government, the protest and the action that happens from the youth can be effective and can influence change. So I think that's something to be hopeful about as we can see the change that can occur from the outside. But I hope to have more seats at the table and more conversations um, with those politicians and those people that are in power. Do you see the pandemic as kind of taking climate change backwards a couple of steps? Focus kind of get lost on that because I remember 
just before the pandemic was announced, um, several big box stores were going to eliminate plastic bags and, and all that stuff. And then the pandemic hit and plastic is everywhere now, right? Um, so do you find that climate change kind of took a little bit of a backseat? Um, Unfortunately, yes. I think that in the media and in the minds of the general public, it's not the focus that it was two years ago when we saw the strikes and we saw you know, the fires in Australia and just all of the news about it, that it was in everyone's minds. So although we obviously understand how important the COVID pandemic is, I think that they should be seen at the same time on equal levels because COVID-19 will be a short-term crisis. We will get through this, we're getting vaccines now, but climate change isn't going away and it's only gotten worse during the pandemic. So it's, it's gonna be here long-term and it's unfortunate that it hasn't gotten the attention that it needs this past year. Um, well, we've had to focus on another pandemic, but I can assure you that climate change is still here and it's, it's going to be here long term. So it definitely does deserve the media attention, especially in regards to the attention that COVID's got making headlines every day for the past year that that kind of same attention is needed for climate change as well. Now, can you imagine how far we would have gotten if climate change had those hourly new headlines, right? That COVID has got a, even a month's worth of attention. Um, because I know, as you said, the wildfires in Australia, that was almost like you'd see it in the morning. You'd, you'd hear updates at, at noon and then the evening news. So it was really pushing. Um, and then COVID just appeared and wiped it out. So it is true that the media can help. So people that are watching are probably like, this is amazing, but how do I, on a personal level, um, what can I do? You know, I, people, so what, what would be maybe your top five suggestions to people? Just what can you do in your everyday average life that, um, cause you don't have to make a big splash all at once. Little things add up too, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many things that you can do as an individual. And although it can seem daunting and scary to try and jump in and tackle this crisis when you're just one single person in this world, um, your actions do make a difference. So one of the biggest things that, can, that you can do to make change is join a group. No matter what age you are, there's groups in Peterborough or wherever you are across the country and around the world that are working on this issue. So joining a group and working with other people will help motivate you and inspire you and just feel less alone when working on this issue. And then you'll have other people to organize with and be able to make effective change as a group versus as a person. So that's definitely the biggest thing you can do as an individual, find others around you that care, join a group, start a group, whatever um, you can do based on your area. Um, another thing you can do is individual action. Although we know that systemic change, which is like changing the system as we know it, is the most important, your individual actions do make a difference. And so whether that's doing just small little changes in your life, anything you can do is important. Another thing you can do is educate yourself. We need, if we want to take action on this issue, we need to learn about it. So whether that's just reading a book on it or reading an article, learn about it. And See, do the learning that you're interested in so that you understand what's happening. 
And then you can share, share your learning and share your knowledge, whatever it is you know. There's someone else out there that doesn't know that and that would love to learn from you. And another really important thing when we're talking about making change is talk about it. Have those conversations. Although they can be hard and we know that there's some people that don't approach this issue the same way we do, those conversations are so important. Sitting down with a family member, a friend, whether that's people you know that already work on this issue or people that might not know much about it and that you wanna teach. Have those conversations because they are really important and you could meet some new people that wanna learn more or that wanna get involved. So although there's so many different ways to get involved, those are just a few things that you can do to really get involved and make your voice heard in a meaningful way. Now, do you have any tips on what uh, maybe a couple of things that people can do in their everyday lives um, that are just small? Yeah, I wanna stress that it's not the individual actions that are going to solve this problem, but that they certainly do help. So you could start with using public transport sometimes. If you're in the city of Peterborough, using the bus system or biking um, when you can, when there's places that are close by because that transportation does exist, um, buying local. Buying local is huge. So it means it's reducing your carbon footprint because that food isn't traveling from the other side of the country or the other side of the world. And it tastes better and it's fresh from right around here. So buying that local food from the farmer's market, um, you can eat less meat, which um, is a big thing in the movement. And something else you can certainly do is just writing to your politicians and getting involved politically because that does also make a big difference. I do have to ask, when you when it was safe to, to do your strikes, mm -hmm. how did you find the reaction? Um, like within your peers, within the schools, and like the adults? Most of all, strikes are powerful and they're inspiring just to be there with the energy and the excitement of so many other people that are obviously feeling the same, feeling the same thing as you. They're really amazing events and I hope we can go back to them soon. So I think I think overall the the reaction for them was always fairly positive. You know, sometimes the teachers or the school administrators couldn't support them or chose not to support them. Um, but that was fine. If the students wanted to go, they go because they know they know that's the right thing or they know that's what they want to do. Right. Um, but other than that, I think there's there's lots of adults in the community that also care and that also would help to organize these events and be there. Um, so it was always so great to have that intergenerational support and energy at these events. And of course, um, having the politicians come out and sometimes speak with us or having the media come and do interviews with us was always great as well, because really the goal of strikes is to get public attention, get the issue out there into the media and get the attention of the politicians who are sitting essentially across the road making those decisions. So telling them we're still here and this issue is still important to us. Thank you so much you. for all that you're doing. Um, it's so important and it's so powerful. And I wish you all the best. So I do. I'm going to be watching. You are going to make amazing things happen. <laughs> Thank you so much for all you're doing. It's been great to talk to you. It's been great. Thank you.